back. Welcome back to Silent Screaming Resurrected, the horror comedy podcast. Resurrected. Where we don't ever do ASMR except for maybe one word a show. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm your co-host, Jordan. And I'm Patrick. So and welcome back at last welcome time. Back. Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. Um we missed you yeah. all so so much. I hope you enjoyed our last episode um, of Cabin. What was it called? <laughs> <I already laughs> knock, knock, knock in the cabin. <laughs> I don't know why it was like Cabin in the Woods because that's definitely not the movie we did. Cabin um, in the Woods. I'm sorry, that's that's musical theater shit. Sorry, I won't do that to our podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a lot of overlap between the like horror fan community and the like musical, musical theater. Yeah. So. Um, yeah so if you if you are an overlap of a a product of um some fuckery then you probably belong (laughs) in our club and we love you and bonus points if you can um tell us what musical that was from Mm -hmm. i mean it should be easy to figure out but that's just me saying um but first what we like to do if you're new to the show um we like to do some like life updates talk about what we're watching what we're excited for and then in this episode we're going to be primarily talking about the new comedy i would say action comedy it's not really thriller but yeah cocaine bear and i'm very excited to hear your thoughts on that yeah i feel like thriller comedy is a good like genre estimate mm-hmm. for it it's it's different so who knows yes but, yes and yeah. i yeah, we'll get more into that um but first and foremost since drinking is like primarily what we do in addition to talking what are you drinking so i made a little drink oh um, it it's not actually that fancy it's like tito's vodka um with a, like a cherry flavor um, it's like a sugar-free cherry flavor. Like a brand new cherry flavor. It was healthy. I love that show, by the way. Um, and it has that in it and 7-Up and a little lemon. Oh, yeah, a little, little lemon wedge on there. Yeah, and a little bit of coconut rum in there, too. Because Ooh, that sounds fancy. Flavor. That looks mm-hmm. really refreshing. Yeah, had to match wow. the lighting aesthetic, you know? Yeah. It is. It's very good. Very nice. You? Um, well, you know me, you know, you know, your girls gotta be rocking the Deep Eddie, Deep Eddie V, um, with some Waterloo. It's just kind of like my go-to, any kind of like vodka soda, tequila soda with a little lime. It's just good. Also low in calories. So trying to get hot girl summer ready. Um, and if you're watching, you'll notice that I actually invested in some lights. So we kind of look like Christmas. I have the green, Patrick has the red. Um, but I also tried to get into the, the spirit by, um, dressing up as if I'm going to go camping. I have my little, what is this handkerchief? (laughs) This is a bandana handkerchief. What year is it? I don't know. And then I uh, have my little bear, um, thing on my thing. Sick'em bears. And then I also have my Colorado river runners cap on and then my braids. So I'm just giving you a visual, um, description in case you're driving. In case you're driving or listening to us on one of the many um, podcasting platforms that does not yet have video. But if you'd like to see us, uh, head over to Spotify where they uh, show the video that I um, will be painstakingly putting together. (laughs) I love I love podcasting, but if I could find someone who was like. I love podcast editing and I don't need to be paid a cent. If you exist out there. Yes. Let um, us know. hit, hit, Hit a brother and sister up. Also, I feel like I'm cheating on Deep Betty today. I am drinking the other Austin vodka. And I'm at my parents. I'm at my parents in East Texas, and this is what they mm-hmm. have. Is, Tito's is Tito's solid. There. They're a Tito's I, household for sure. I just have a lifetime supply of Deep Betty, so. But I, I, I will drink some um, Tito's as well. Uh, I was going to say, although I'm not dressed up as a camper, I am a bear. Um, by category okay i was gonna make that joke later on in the show but you beat me to it so yes and like i have done i've done cocaine one time and it was terrible (laughs) oh okay don't do do drugs kids also i'm in my parents house right now so like they definitely probably heard that one 
I've never done that. I had a bad, bad experience. Don't do it. I've never done it. So technically, I fit the bill. (laughs) I want to be like, this episode is sponsored by Iron Bear. (laughs) (laughs) What they're going to say, so cocaine. No, I was going to say the Gay Bear Bar in Austin, Texas. Mm, I've never been there yet. I've never Um, been there yet. It's a lot of fun. I like it. I'm actually in, I don't know if you can tell, you've seen this location before. Um, but this is actually uh, Santa's room. I know you can't tell because of my Oh my god, you're in the North Pole! Yes, I'm in the North Pole. Not East Texas at all, but um, this is, there's like Santa portraits behind mm. me. Um, so, what have you. That's funny. <laughs> what have you been watching lately? Anything um, exciting? My list is pretty short. Um, so obviously I think the rest of the world is watching the last of us. And I just have to say that show has so quickly become one of like my favorite shows of all time. It's just so amazing. Every episode is just amazing. It's just great. Like I, I just don't really have a lot of words for it other than I'm, I really love it. I'm excited to watch. I think the, the most recent episode was another one that I was like, Oh my God, like that, like, the acting is great. The writing's incredible. great. The set design is great. Like everything is just spot on. So really, really liking that. Um, yeah, it's hard to say words, but like, I feel like it is somehow accomplishing, like, I don't want to say perfect, but like, I don't have complaints. Like there's never anything in the show that I'm like, I don't like the way they did that. Like mm-hmm. I've enjoyed everything. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. And the storytelling is just so strong and the acting is like, top fucking notch it's like, so I hope good that so many of them get i mean i'm just like bella ramsey she is such a good actress honestly like um like all the actors in that show like i'm like it's just mm-hmm. so good like to your point i wouldn't change a thing it's all yeah. fabulous yeah. um Really, the only other thing that I've been watching other than The Bachelor, which I hate to admit that, but if you like The Bachelor and you watch it, I shouldn't say like it because no one actually likes The Bachelor, but if you watch it, if you love to hate on it, hit me up because I would love to talk shit about The Bachelor with you. Um, But Mason and I, last night, we started shrinking with Harrison Ford and Jason Seagal, or Seagal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and... That's on Apple TV. I uh, I am obsessed with that show. It is so smart and so funny. Like, it's not one of those, uh, like, funny shows that, like, tries too hard. It's very much, like, it's kind of, like, gives Abbott Elementary, but, like, adult therapists. Like, the, mm. it's the same type of, like, comedy. It's wow. It's so good. Like, I, I haven't laughed that hard at a show in a long time. And it's not... It's not like the slapstick funny. It's not like the cringy funny. Like I love shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but sometimes I'm like, okay, like we get it. Like it, it gets kind of tired after a while, but the like, this is one of those shows where I'm, I really enjoy the writing. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the plot line. Highly, 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 highly recommend. If you're not already watching it, you should definitely start it. I think each episode's only like 20 minutes. So I'm already on like episode six. So good. Nice. Yes, very good. What that's about you? Amazing. I I was gonna say that's really high praise because I love Abbott Elementary. It's another show that I have a hard time finding like flaws with. Like I just really mm-hmm. enjoy, it's just very like it just makes me feel very positive, very good. Like everything in that show makes me happy. All the characters are great, the acting's great. Um so I've been watching a little bit of that. Also Ruby primarily, my roommate, has been watching a lot of Arrested Development, so I've been watching that uh, with her just so like, good. because that's about to come off Netflix. They're about to take it all off. Uh, oh no! Doesn't make any any sense because the last yeah. season was produced by Netflix, so I'm like, why? Where is it going to go? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're just threatening so. so they can get more people to watch it. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Um, and then other than that, I've been really entrenched in like Oscars shit. I'm, I'm really serious about trying, I don't even know what I'm doing it for. I'm just doing it for me. Um, just really trying to watch all of the Oscar noms. I have watched 30, hold on. There have been 38, there's 38 full length movies nominated for Oscars and I've watched 32 of them so far. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And I've watched 10 of the 15 short films and I have like nine days. So I think. I know it's like a lot left to go. I can watch the short films in one sitting. Yeah. Um, so it's really just like seven total films to me. To yeah. Go, like the short films included. Just one a day. 
Yeah, some of my favorites that I've seen, just I know I've talked about this before, but again, I still think out of all the Best Picture nominees, which I've seen all of them now, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is by far the best movie on that list. So and good. When everything, I just saw there was like an anonymous uh, Academy Award judge who said that he doesn't, he like said he doesn't get everything everywhere. He's like, everyone I talk to doesn't understand that movie. And I'm like, I feel like it's weird and wild and crazy, but it's, the themes of it are very straightforward. Like it's not very hard to understand. Like, I don't know what you're having a hard time with. So, but yeah, of course that movie is really good. I've also recently watched the Marcel the Shell animated movie, which was great. Did you cry? Because I haven't watched it because I'm afraid of crying. I teared up i don't think i full cried like there were scenes in it where i was like and i think a lot of it is nostalgia but like the writing was really great in it too and it's i think jenny slate improvises a lot and that's Mm. just it's just so good yes um i also really loved a movie a foreign film called close that was um i can't even go into it because i'll get really sad but it, it made me sob in the movie theater watching that by myself and then also really loved turning red which you and i talked about a bit um and the the short films there were some really great ones uh and then also oh there was this documentary called uh navalny uh which i hadn't really heard anything about it was it's about the the guy who most recently ran against putin in russia Um, interesting and like about basically the corruption that vladimir putin and his administration um enact on people like this man for instance he's in prison for 20 years now just for running against putin basically uh, and they oh my gosh and he was able to prove in the length of the documentary with some help that putin did try to have him poisoned and they were able to prove it on film that that happened what? Uh-huh. and it's nuts it's like one of the most nuts documentaries i've ever seen and i had heard nothing about it and like it yeah, was I so either. wild and it's also wild to me because I think I've always just thought like, oh, like that's how it's always going to be in Russia. Like Putin is Putin mm-hmm. and he's in charge. But like, even though this guy like lost in the end and went to prison, like he had so much support from Russian people. Like there were yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of people supporting him. And it seems like there's like a optimistic outlook, even though he went to jail in the end. Yeah. But it's, it's, I highly recommend that documentary so wild. Okay. I think it's on um, HBO. I'm pretty sure is where I watched it. So okay, if you want a good doc, yeah, I want to check it that. out. I love a good documentary. But yeah, just very entrenched in the Oscar life, and um, the Oscars are coming up very quickly. So yeah, are you gonna have a watch but party? Everything everywhere. I think I want to. I just haven't even. It's like a week away, and I probably need to like tell people about it. But I'll I'll have a watch party. Um, but if everything everywhere doesn't win Best Picture, I may never watch the Oscars again. To be determined. I, you know what though, like at this point, I think we all know that those award shows, especially the Oscars, like that's true. There, there, there's a lot of politics that go on in that. But, but but speaking of documentaries, I do have a go back. Um, we watched, um, this was a recommendation. This is on Netflix. It was a recommendation from a coworker, but the, um, documentary is called Stolen Youth. Um, speaking of crazy, oh my God, I just got a chip stuck in my throat. I, I scarfed toward cheese right before this. Um, okay. So it's, it's called, stolen, it's called stolen youth. And basically like the baseline premise is like this girl goes off to college in New York. Her dad gets out of prison, doesn't have anywhere to go. So he goes and lives with her and her five other college roommates and ends up starting like a sex trafficking. <gasps> Wait. I've heard this story on it a is, podcast before. It's wild. It's wild. Yes. It's a three-parter. It's on Netflix. I won't say any more, but it's freaking crazy. So you should go watch it. Yeah. Really good. I, listened really to, I think it was on I think it was on My Favorite Murder or something adjacent to that. And I listened to it and mm. I literally that was one of the craziest stories I've ever it was, heard. It was it was wild. And like it's insane. And it, they do a really good job of like interviewing like pretty much everyone that was involved. There's a few people that chose not to participate, but like, I mean, it, the the like the footage, video footage. I, I don't want to say too much, but like, there's a lot of firsthand footage 
from like inside the house and inside the like apartments that these people lived in is crazy it's crazy Mm -hmm. very very sad but yes one of the most insane stories um oh i will tell you one thing i'm not looking forward to have you seen the trailer for the um children of the corn i literally literally just popped up on my phone i haven't watched it yet though it's did it look terrible atrocious yeah. Oh, Waco American Apocalypse is coming out. <laughs> what the hell? Waco a TV. American Apocalypse? Waco American Apocalypse. Davidian? Yes, it's about the Branch Davidian. It's a TV miniseries coming out on Netflix March 22nd. <laughs> Mark your I calendars. Like I feel like we've we done did. like three times already. We did. This one looks more like a straight up docu-series versus... Mm. Uh, a docudrama, but that was my sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off on the Children of the Corn. That was just immediately after John Wick. We love a good John Wick movie. I think we're scrolling on the same thing on the IMDb app right now. Yeah, coming soon. Ooh, Great Expectations. Ooh. Um, I am not looking forward to Dungeons and Dragons. That looks bad. Okay, funny thing about Dungeons and Dragons, when the original Dungeons and Dragons movie came out in like 98 or whatever year it was, I forced my mom to take me to the theaters to watch it. I also forced her to rent me the original Lord of the Rings VHS, the animated version before like Lord of the Rings, like the trilogy or whatever came out. And I watched it every single day for like two weeks before I had to return it. I was like obsessed. I was like always kind of a nerd. There's also... Oh, so they're also making... (laughs) This is also coming out, Waco The Aftermath. Oh. Which is a a continuation of the uh, series that they had before about... The Branch Davidian. Why don't, the they, they, why don't they just interview me? Okay, because I... Okay, did, I haven't yeah, said so. this on the podcast, I don't think. Unless I was too drunk to remember. But I used to date a, a, an ex-Branch Davidian. Not an ex-Branch Davidian, but like that. his dad. His dad was a part of the Branch Davidian. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. You're like a celebrity. Crazy. I know, I'm basically a celebrity. You. I am a celebrity. I don't need that to be what I'm known for. But and to throw a curveball at you before we take a break and before we go on for to talk about cocaine bear, we should take a shot. Um, oh yes. Now. Okay, let me get to my bottle. Drinking from um, my I Love New York cup. I filled this up a second ago. So we have flavored vodka. I don't. So I'm gonna just do two caps of this because I don't have like a mini, shot sh- mini baby shots. Yeah, like two mini baby shots. Mini baby shots. Oh. That's like a really to the brim. Okay. Cheers. One. The grapefruit just burns differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That burned a lot. Ugh. Well, like it's not. It's not the taste. It's like the burn, like in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. 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 I'll um, be there in your sofa guy. <laughs> well, we'll be um, right back um, after. There may be short messages here, maybe not. Who knows? But regardless, there's a break. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Today, we're going to talk about, um, as we already mentioned before, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine! Based on a true story, which if you like to hear about, you should listen to our bonus episode where Patrick will regale you with the true story and do some trivia. And Jordan will also talk about. What are you talking about? I'll be regaling you about real life vicious bear attacks. Mm, the most vicious in the history of our history, according to history.com. Wow. Wow. I that know you all are so excited. <laughs> are they black bear or brown bear attacks? 
Um, okay. They're going to be a mix of both, but we do need to put out a disclaimer that we are not anti-bears. In fact, Obviously. in fact, Patrick prefers them. And if you don't get the reference, you need to hang out <laughs> with more gay people. I was going to say, that's not true. Patrick is a bear. Um, his type is um, open to all. All of the gay community. Um, so if you're listening, hear ye, hear ye. Patrick is single, and he doesn't, have, he doesn't have. I, that's not true. I'm very picky, but he doesn't have hangups. His hangups. He doesn't are so discriminate like, with the different animals. He is, he loves exactly. all animals. But yeah, so he go check out our bestiality. Like <laughs> well, tomato potato. Just go check out our bonus episode. <laughs> But I do want to put a disclaimer out there that that bears are not dangerous. Most of the time, it's because they're provoked. But we will also be giving you some tips and tricks on how to survive a bear attack. Ooh. So in case you're going to go hiking ever in your life, go check it out. I've never been, I mean, I've been hiking around Austin, but I've never been camping in my entire life. I have only been camping a handful of times, but not in recent years. Mm. But I want to go. I'm not very go. outdoorsy, especially now that I have like a bidet. Like I don't want to be away from that. Yeah, I, I get I'm it. Not even, not even home with my bidet right now, and I'm already. I don't bidet. know. Like I can't. I can't go without some sort of like help, like supplement. I also have to have a squatty potty. Um, Wow, this is what uh, being in your uh, late 20s, early 30s is like, people. So if you're not there yet, <laughs> get ready. The fun is about to soon. begin. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll be 21 one day and you'll feel like you blinked your fucking eyes. And then the next yeah. thing you know, you're Old as using a squatty potty. You're <laughs> lactose intolerant. You have to have a bidet. You're gluten intolerant. Yes. All those things. Welcome to aging. And then the earth is slowly dying on top of all that. So that's really fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, well, I saw this TikTok the other day. Maybe you sent it to me. But he was, the guy was like, I was just thinking about this. Like, we have these, like, the Chinese spy balloons. We have these planes. We have these, like, crashes. Like, all this, like. Sorry, I ate a lemon seed. We have all of this, like, stuff that's basically telling us the earth is about to end. And then he gets an email from, like, Deborah, that's like, are you free for a one-on-one -on, -one on Thursday? He's like, no, Deborah. I, I think you sent that to me. Maybe. I don't know who sent it to me, but like, I'm like, that's so true. It's like the world's just burning around us, and yet we still have to deal with quarterly reviews and like making our budgets. So, yeah, my roommate and I just had this conversation where we were like, when in the course of like the end of the world, like the apocalypse, is when we get to be like, I'm gonna stop working now, or are we just yeah. gonna work until like, it ends like yeah exactly I, ex exactly i i don't know kinda, i don't it, want it <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um the in the movie triangle of sadness where they're already stranded on the island and then she's like um you know we have to have these are our guests like we have to we have to help them we have to protect them and then she's the other girl i don't remember the character's name but she's like where's the boat i don't Abigail? want to Abigail. Yeah. She's like, where's the boat? She's like, I'm your superior. And she's like, where's the boat? I don't see it. You're not, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So like that character was still trying to like be in the role of. Speaking of like that movie, I know we should have talked about it a minute ago. That movie is fucking incredible to me. I love that I movie too. I had a great, scene, great time watching it. The dinner the scene, scene. Well, the dinner scene, but also the scene after the dinner scene where the woman picks up the grenade and goes, Darling, isn't this one of ours? <laughs> oh shit! And the I was like, it's so good. It's yeah, that movie so was hard. great. The dinner scene went on like thirty minutes, way too longer than it should have. But like, I guess that was the whole point. That was um, the whole point. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, it no, so it was great. I really enjoyed that movie. Very good. <laughs> but anyways, on to the topic of today. We talked forever about everything else, but um, Cocaine Bear, what were your initial thoughts? I know you said that you weren't really looking forward to that movie going in, but... So, okay, yeah, so when you want, when you said you wanted to go see the movie, I was like, Ugh. Like, it's not like a movie that I was, like, super excited about. Like, it's one of those movies where I was like, mm, like, I'll definitely watch it when it's out, like, to stream, but I'm not in a hurry to go watch it in the theater. 
Then we get there and um, I know we're going to have a difference in opinion, but I thought it was just okay. <gasps> I thought it was just okay. I gave it a solid seven out of 10. Like if so, yeah. I know, I know, I know. If, if someone says, what did you think of cocaine bear? I would say it was good. That would be my very short opinion on the movie. It was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be, but it did not like wow me. It didn't exceed, like overly exceed my expectations. Mm. I thought that there were some moments that could have been funnier. I thought there were some moments that I thought were really funny that probably not a lot of people thought were funny. So I thought I, I wanted it to be funnier than it was. I loved the gore. I loved how violent it was. I, I love a good campy movie. No pun intended. I just thought it was, it was good. It was good. Seven out of 10. Yeah. I get it. All right. That made that, I don't feel like that's a bad rating for it. I think just like, <sighs> like as a whole, like I really think I'm starting to really love this whole like, wave of horror comedy like i know this movie isn't necessarily horror but to me this was like just as suspenseful and thrilling as megan was sure um, and like it leaned into like the ridiculous just as much as megan did um and i think that's really what makes movies like that successful is like mm -hmm. they don't take themselves too seriously yeah and this one like took itself even i would say even less seriously than megan did um and, like, I think, I do think that there were elements in the movie that could have been better. Like, I think some of the writing wasn't my favorite. I think that some of the plot was, like, could have been um, fleshed out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And some of the characters do things, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you ever do that? Like, so stupid. Right. Um, right. But, like, that's with so many, like, movies in that genre anyways. I feel like the ending was not great. Um, it was kind of disappointing overall, um, but I still really enjoyed, I enjoyed the sequences of like, like you said, like really intense, it sounds terrible to be like, I love the gore, but like I, they, it was very good. It was, it was ridiculous. Right. It was, it was funny while being simultaneously gory at the same time, because like this movie feels very much like you're, at least for me, I felt like I was almost rooting for the bear a lot of the time. Like, I felt like the right, bear was true, the yeah. Protagonist. Yeah. I mean, like, I know he's supposed to be like the thing killing all these people and it's scary, but like, the bear was so cute. And, like, it was really, it was so super cute. Really well, I think that's why Manny's fault for giving him this cocaine. And yeah, it's not like, the bear's fault. He again minding his own business. And mm -hmm. I think I think maybe that's why the like super intense gory scenes worked so well is because it just it helped itself lean more into the ridiculousness of it. And I thought it was funny because it was obviously clear that it was like, OK, obviously, like the fact that a bear ate a bunch of cocaine, which actually is true and really did happen, but like really leaned into like okay, let's push it even further. Let's like, let's let, no, you know what I mean? Like there's no ceiling here. There's no cap. Let's just see what we can do. And I think the amount of gore and how ridiculous it was like really helped it in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said it was the writing. There was, there were some jokes that just didn't land and it made me feel like almost cringy in those moments or like uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know they thought that that was funny when they wrote it, but like it just wasn't. And no one else thought it was funny either. So there were some moments that I thought the writing just really fell flat but I think all in all like the gore really helped it be a lot more you know yes. funny than it was and then there were some characters because it's kind of one of those movies where you have like a bunch of different subplots going on so it kind of would take you like to this group of people and then it would update you what's going on with these other group of people so I found myself more invested in certain characters and certain plots mm -hmm. than others. And so whenever we would go to maybe a group of characters that I wasn't as invested in, I was like, okay, I'm bored. Like, let's go back to the other people. Cause I want to know what's going on with them. So I, that could, that's probably just me and my very short attention span, but I no, I, I, I think it. that's valid. I found myself like being, I mean, honestly, this was just bias. I was really invested in like the actors that I really like. Like I was mm -hmm. very invested in everything that happened with Margot Martindale 
um, the like sure. The, what was her? Well, there's what their characters were probably some of the best in the movie. Yes, her and Jesse Tyler Ferguson's characters were very funny to me. But I also want to say, like, the more I think about it, you're right. And like one of the things that I didn't fully love was that it felt like all of the actors, like a lot of the actors were in different movies from each other, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like Margot Martindale and Jesse Tyler Ferguson were, and also I can't remember his name, uh, Aldrin, Alden, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's fucking name. Um, the guy who was the drug dealer's son. Yeah, okay, were yeah. All, and, and the like teenagers, they were all playing like these heightened, ridiculous characters. Like most of them were playing these like ticks, or not Texans, these Southerners from Georgia who were like very unrealistic, but like they were playing it honestly. It was just a very heightened character. Um, who did a lot of things that were like stupid mm-hmm. but like could be justified because of who their characters were but then you have people like you know Carrie Russell who I love as an actress and I thought I was really invested in her character and really liked her but I felt like she was playing it so straight the whole time yeah that it didn't necessarily feel like she was in like the same movie mm, yeah does that make sense yes absolutely like this you need, like, the straight person for the plot, but, like, I don't know. And I do feel like, not to speak ill of the dead, because Ray Liotta has passed away, but I didn't really love his drug dealer character um, very much. It wasn't my favorite character in the movie. Not that he's a bad actor, I just don't think, I don't know if that character was written in a way that really gave him good material to work with. And the right. same with, um, I, uh, whose son is that? I feel like the same way about his character. I feel like the writing for both of them just didn't serve them well as actors. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, but all of that aside, I think that my initial reaction was just like, I had so much fun watching the movie. Sure. That, like, all of that didn't matter to me. It was kind of like with Megan, like I could pick apart like certain performance things or certain writing things or mm-hmm. uh, plot, but like, I just really had a good time and I'm really here for the horror movies that are like, we're not giving you like a masterpiece, but we're going to make sure you have a good fucking time. Yeah. And it was a good time. I did have a good time watching it, but this is one of those movies where I think because you had so much of a mixed bag of people, not only as like actors themselves, but to your point, like characters in general, like half of them were like, super serious and like written to be that way and then the other half was just very over the top very campy like just very exaggerated heightened characters and so it kind of felt like like it didn't know what it identified as as a a movie but yeah it was kind of all over the place in that respect like even the detective uh, played by isaiah whitlock jr he played bob that character was great and Mm -hmm. it was like really heightened and like silly yeah. And like again, that matched with the Margot Martindale's, the Jessica Tyler Ferguson characters, but it didn't match with everyone in the movie. Well, I think I that think whole plot was just Carrie Russell. But, um... Yeah. I mean her when her daughter was kind of like like that too. And I know that the daughter kind of wasn't really in the movie for a lot of it. She was kind of there at the beginning and the end, but like that whole that whole premise with like the detective trying to locate the bag of like cocaine and like all this stuff, I feel like that was kind of like, but outside of like the daughter going missing and her trying to find her daughter, I felt like that was kind of like the main plot. But because we, but because we bounced around so much and I felt like sometimes we would just linger so long on one storyline. By the time we got back to like the detective and like, you know, going after the cocaine, I was like, what are we, what is this? what is he doing again? And like, who is, who yeah. is Ray Liotta's character? And like, what, why is he trying to get, like, I was just very confused in the nest. but again, this could just be my own like brain trying to like, no, I understand. I honestly would agree. I think that, um, the, the plot that I think was the most entertaining and that I cared about the most was everything with the, uh, park rangers yes. and, the whole, and the whole sequence from them going into the woods to look for the kid. It could have just been a whole movie about them, and I think I would have enjoyed it just as much, if not better. Yeah, all of that up until the end of the ambulance crash, that was the best part of the movie to me. Everything Absolutely. That in, at all was, like, 
perfect. Everything Marley yes. Martindale did, like the scene where she accidentally, spoiler alert, shoots that one teenager where he's like, holy fuck, it's a bear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed so hard at that scene. Like I was uh, almost crying because it was yeah, so funny. Because I feel like all of those moments, we weren't, as an audience, we weren't expecting it. Like, even, even when they're, like, out in the woods and, like, you know the bear is coming, but the fact that he, like, literally takes a bite out of her ass and she's, like, waddling off. She's like, my ass! Like, just, like, like her whole storyline was just so unexpected and even leading up to that last part where she's in the ambulance. I did not expect that yeah, whole that. montage to happen. And I think that's why we found it so funny because it was so, like absurd and like yeah. so violent and just so surprising given two hours of that yes i would have said perfect movie no notes like yeah it's like the the them like checking her pulse and everything and her being like bear yeah movie. yeah like, so ridiculous but so funny it and was, I was so like, good i'm here for all of that and i love the guy who who the ambulance actors like they had very short like cameos in that the guy from TikTok, I think, his yeah, um, freaking, I want to know someone give him his flowers, but his name is Scott Sice, mm-hmm. uh, like Tom, and then the other ambulance driver who was uh, Kayun Kim. They were both so funny in that little segment of time, and they also were yep. playing ridiculous too. Like they were pretty ridiculous. They obviously did not know how to handle the situation at all, and <laughs> uh, they suffered. Uh, pretty fucking wild consequences because of yeah that. yeah um, yeah it was that, that it was, was great so enjoyable it was very enjoyable but then everything else was just like yeah i had a good time and i think i think that's what overshadowed in the end i left thinking about those moments where i was just enjoying myself rather mm-hmm. than thinking about it as like a quality holistic script yeah and plot but, well i'm just your friendly neighborhood pessimist so you're the Debbie Danner. Yeah, you literally made me realize from the beginning of this podcast, the more you talked, the more I was like, that is true. I didn't think about that because I hadn't, I like to not like, I mean, I think about movies, obviously, but I don't talk about them a lot before we do the podcast because I want to like. Right. And I hadn't develop, told you my opinion my on the movie on the either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think, I think Elizabeth Banks did a really good job direction wise. It was very well shot. Had some really funny like visual comedy yeah. going on too with the camera um and yeah i think that there were so many things working for it again i just i hope that more um movies really lean into this like the the ridiculous nature of the comedy in it yeah because i think that is a really big like weapon that like hollywood has is like the ability to make us laugh in a movie that you went into expecting to scream about. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's always going to be successful. So that's until it gets overplayed, you Mm -hmm. could, it could get old after a while. I, I am still enjoying the genre. I'm still enjoying, you know, those moments, but, um, I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot more that come out because other, you know, writers and directors and producers are, are going to see how successful some of these movies are and they're going to want to kind of mm-hmm. copycat that. But I, I don't know. I think, I think after a while I will miss the movies that are like, you go, in. I, I want to be scared I, the, the, also though. So I, I'm you curious know, to see what kind of comes out. Cause I know there's some like up and coming horror movies that I know are intended to be scary. So I'm really hoping mm-hmm. that they do scare us, but I do enjoy the comedy horror genre very, very much. For sure. Do you know, you know how like a lot of times when a movie comes out, that's like a box office hit, there's like some shitty studio that will like, at the same time try to release like a b movie version of that like you have like snakes on a plane and you also get snakes on a train literally that came out like around the same time as snakes on a plane um i am just like waiting for the other shoe to drop and for there to be like <laughs> presenting like uh meth gator or something like that or some <laughs> other movie about like an animal on drugs and like that i'm i live for that like that that shitty very low budget yes or, or like we talked about in the last episode the pinocchio dupe oh my god trip it was actually a there were three. Ooh. oh because he had the disney uh del toro, del toro. 
and, and then, then the, father when can i go to be on my own yeah well that what who did that dreamworks i don't think that was no i don't think that was dreamworks i think that was like some guy in his basement did that. <laughs> Probably, honestly yeah. um but yeah i yeah i had a really good time i'm trying to think of other things about the movie the the gore was very I, it's always funny to explain like gore that is funny but like this movie almost every instance of gore was like funny at the same time as being yeah horrifying. but i but it was so realistic like when we were talking about terrified 2 that was just so gory it wasn't even realistic at that point mm -hmm. but this was so gory it was funny mm -hmm. you know what i mean I but it was still realistic like it's still i think they used a lot more cgi than um like actual like what what is it called in makeup world like actual practical effects practical practical so terrifier 2 used practical effects except mm -hmm. for like that one scene but i think this was mostly for the most part non-practical <laughs> cg um CG. yeah i think the the one gore scene where i was like this isn't funny this is actually just fucked up was at first that's how i felt was when jesse tyler ferguson's uh park ranger character was getting killed in the tree oh yes upside down at first i was really fucked up and him falling i felt like that was all fucked up and then when the kid right after said like he's like i'd really like to forget about that but that kind of seems like one of those things that stays with you for the rest of your life yeah then i was like okay that was funny because <laughs> yeah it was funny that was very that was funny that was the only gore sequence where I was like, this isn't inherently funny watching it as a See, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but... You just messed up in the brain. <laughs> yes, we are. But you know what? That's like another thing I think the movie did do really well is kind of going into it. I'm like, okay, like how many different ways is a bear going to kill somebody? But I do truly <laughs> feel like each death was so original and just so wild and so creative um, and so unique. So I will give it that. Like it, it was very creative in all of the different death scenes and making them mm -hmm. each stand out in their own way. Especially the ambulance scene ones, like the... I mean, Margo that one's Martin always going to be the best. Scraping down <laughs> That is always going to be the best. So and then there are some... But the problem is, is like, I would say maybe the bear killed like maybe half of those people. Like out of everyone that ended up actually dying, the bear only killed a handful of people. I know. I want it. I wanted the bear to wreak more havoc, to be honest, than he did in the movie. Like, I wanted... Because there were so many characters that survived that I was like, why? To me, the only characters that I felt like really needed to survive at the end were the mom and the two children, because you can't kill those kids on camera. That's too fucked up. Um, you're like, I, <laughs> I mean... Fuck I them, mean... kids. <laughs> um, the three of them, and then, honestly, the only other person I feel like that needed to live in the end was um the drug the dealer's son, son. yeah mm -hmm. because i feel like because he had a kid at home there was like this other level of like if he died then it's like shit like poor kid yeah. like is now an orphan and like i don't want to think about that that makes me just sad so those are the only characters that like at the end i was like i really want them to live everyone else was like you're fair game for this right like, right you can take him out yeah. i really thought that the the crooked cop was really gonna die. She like when they went into the cave and she's like, I'm gonna go. I was like, this girl's about to die. Right. And I definitely thought that the um blast of the teenagers was really gonna go. Also, there was one mm. scene in that movie that I liked that stylistically didn't fit the rest of the movie at all, which was the um when the teen is walking with the two guys, the two drug dealers in the woods. And oh, he's like, and they're playing like 20 like, questions. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I really want to move to New York with my two best buds. And then it showed them like dead. And he's like, they talk about like what they want to do, but it's like his decapitated friend and his other like mole. Oh, yeah. Friend. Yeah. And I was like, that was funny, but that was the only time in the entire movie that they ever did anything like that. Yeah. It was like, I had forgotten about that. Fit. I, I laughed and then I was like, wait, like that was very out of left field yeah. to do that. But and it, again, and if it, the movie had done more of that, I think it had leaned into the ridiculous even more. 
yeah that would have worked but it didn't work because yeah you're right and like come to think of it like they did that and there really wasn't a reason for it like a lot of times when you have those like mm-hmm. silly like flashbacks or maybe like flash forwards or like you get, get a peek inside of the character's mind and like you know we see it and from that creative standpoint i feel like there's usually some reason for it but there really wasn't it was just like his little internal monologue and then that was it yeah you're right i totally forgot about that that was very strange yeah and it didn't make sense because obviously he doesn't know what they like that they're dead and like yeah it was supposed to be a like tongue-in-cheek like he doesn't know they're dead ha ha ha. um yeah that and then i also now i'm just like realizing a lot more things about this movie that i wasn't a fan of wow you just turned me into a full-blown cynic um because of that we should take another shot Okay, fair. I'm just throwing uh, wild card shots at you. But also, kind of those same characters when they, like, had that moment and they, like, started crying and they hugged. Like, that Mm -hmm. was super random, too. I'm like, what is this? I I feel like there was just, like, so many ideas into this movie that, like, we probably could have taken some of them out. Yeah. I also felt like the cop's death was very anticlimactic. The detective's death. Um, Oh, yeah. I feel like he, he died on that roof. And it was very much like they just like you never saw him die. He just like you assume he died up there. Yeah. And and then the same thing with the um, the other camper, the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh. Um, he died off screen, and you see his body, so you know he's dead. But like, I was just like, why in a movie that's so gory and ridiculous would we kill two people off screen? Well, maybe I don't know if you're gonna get into this, but like, I I feel like maybe that we had a deleted scene somewhere. So maybe, maybe. that's exists. We just took it out. I actually didn't look at any trivia about the movie specifically. I just looked into the true story, but who knows? Who maybe knows? in between. In between, I'm gonna look at like to see if there's any fun facts on IMDb and I'll let you know in the trivia episode. Oh yes. So let's let's take another shot. Okay, I'm just gonna drink out of the bottle so I can't be bothered. Bing. That's fine. Cheers. Cheers. I love New York. Did you I didn't know that Elizabeth Banks had directed before i didn't realize she she directed pitch perfect too i um, did know that but i i feel like she's she's directed a few other things i know you're about to list them off but sure so she's directed cocaine bear the the charlie's angels reboot that came out in 2019 oh pitch perfect too and also do you ever watch movie 43 movie 43 no movie 43 was like a slightly more elevated version of like scary movie, date movie, all that stuff. It had like a I'm bunch look of realist actors. I'm a, I'm a visual person. And it was a bunch of like comedic segments directed by, there were literally 13 directors. Um, there was 43. a bunch of people. But she directed oh. all the segments. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just unlocked a memory I didn't realize that I had. The yes. The funny segment from that whole movie, do you remember? The one with the one like comedy bit with, with Hugh Jackman where he has the balls on his chin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That I was just a found really a funny one. That yeah. One was like really funny. There was and the Batman was, like, and Robin funny. one too with um Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I forgot Richard Gere was in this. Oh my gosh. I forgot that yeah, movie I even existed. I don't know that she's. I mean, that's she's directed very little, but I think she's. I think she did a really good job directing wise. I don't think. I think again, all the problems that I had with this movie were probably in the the script. And, yeah. And maybe in the characterization of some of the characters, but again, I don't know if that's more of a script thing or a. Um, yeah, director or if that's thing. Direct, I guess it could be a director thing. Maybe both. Know. I don't know yeah. how much oversight the the um, writer had in like the characterization of people, um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, and then like also, it's like the writer probably had like one vision for the character, and then like the director could have read the script and been like, "Oh, I see this character like being totally different, like completely different." So yeah. who knows? But yeah, I, mean, I I agree. I do like Elizabeth Banks. I, I I like her as an actress. I think she has really good instincts when it comes to comedy. So mm-hmm. I I think she to your point, I think she did a really great job for not really having a lot of directing experience. But yeah, yeah. I mean, props props to her. She did a much better job than I think 
other people would have done if they had the same opportunity to Absolutely. make the movie. If I was directing a movie, I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I'd be like, uh... you'd love to direct a movie someday. If you ever want to hire me as a director, like a novice director, all of the agents that listen to our, our producers that listen to our podcast, um, I'm, I'm available. Jordan's available to um, I'm available. choreograph and perform. I'll perform and do a little tap dance. I, um, we're having our employee gala tomorrow night. And so I poked my head into the ballroom yesterday at the hotel and uh, they were setting up the dance floor and I went out there and I did like a little, I did a little time step. And they're like, oh, were you a dancer? They're like, oh, were you a dancer? I'm like, mm-hmm, you'll never know. But like, obviously, can you not tell by my tap dance skills? If you like this podcast, tell uh, your friend, tell your sure. family, hide your kids, hide your wife. Hey everyone, give us uh, tips and tricks of the podcasting game at our email at silentscreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That again is silentscreamingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Silent Screaming Podcast. Yeah, I left out the resurrected on the email because that just was too long so it's a, that's a, it's you, a long name yeah to, and also if you want to follow us on the social needs we are on instagram and tiktok yep um, at something is it also silent it's screen? at silent, silent screen podcast. podcast podcast silent screen yes. podcast silent screen podcast on both instagram and tiktok we don't post a lot on tiktok but we do post there um I just need I'm I'm a little too I need an adult to help me figure out the TikTok game because I know I don't need an adult I need a Gen Z I need a child. yes no I need yes. not a child like if you want to help us run yeah, our TikTok for no money let us know submit your applications now to our email yeah it again that's one of those things I feel like this podcast we would be so. We are, I think we're successful because we're having a great time and we have a devoted fan base, but we would be so successful if um, someone just made it all go on the, the internet like magic for free. Yes. Or for paid, but um, I'll pay you in like, I'll buy you dinner anytime. Ooh, you'll get, di- you'll get two dinners, one from Patrick and one from me. Anytime. Once a um, month <laughs> oh what's a month but that's two free meals a month mm-hmm. and all we would ask in return is you run both of our social media accounts you run our website you upload transcripts and you edit the podcast Just okay we'll up months. it we'll up it four free meals a month but yeah um come join us I just need to, like, date a guy who's, like, really computer savvy and, like, social media savvy. Yeah, what the hell? Do it because he loves me. Because she loves you. That's what he's Well, or you need to, the... we need to teach Mason and then he can edit all of our shit for you. No, because he would just edit himself saying stupid things over our stuff. Oh, my God. He'd be like, oh, yeah. That's true. He would add that in, probably. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, rate, review, and subscribe. And don't drink a podcast. Don't drink a podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.